أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحديث الخامس والعربون أن جابر ابن عبد الله رضي الله عنه أنه سمع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عامل فتح وهو بمكة يقول إن الله ورسوله حرم بيع الخمر والميتة والخنزير والأسنان فقيل يا رسول الله أرأيت شحوم الميتة فإنه يطلع بها السفن ويدحن بها الجلود ويستس بها الناس قال لا هو هو حرام ثم قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن ذلك قاتل الله ليهود إن الله حرم عليهم الشحوم فأجمالوه ثم باعوه فأكلوه فأكلوا ثمنه خرجه البخاري ومسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل وبارك وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد حديث نمبر 45 which would be حديث نمبر 3 of the 8 أحاديث added by الحافظ ابن رجب to the 42 أحاديث of النووي this hadith is reported by Jabir ibn Abdullah anhuma. He says he heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the year of the Fatih. By the year of the Fatih, he means the conquest of Makkah. The year when the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Muslims conquered Makkah, the Messenger وسلم, spoke these words. However, this does not mean that this tahrim, which appears in the hadith, happened during the Fatih of Makkah. That is not the meaning. The things which the Messenger وسلم, said were haram in the conquest of Makkah were haram even before the conquest of Makkah. The Messenger وسلم, simply mentioned these things in order to emphasize, especially to those new people who embraced Islam during the conquest of Makkah, to try and make them understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had made haram in terms of business transactions, because these were business people. And of course, this applies to everyone. He says, he heard the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam amal fatih, the year of the fatih, wa huwa bi makkata, when the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in Makkah, yaqul, he was saying, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or he said, inna allaha wa rasoolahu, surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his Messenger, harrama, have made haram, bay'u, the sale of, Al-Khamr, uh, the sale of beer. I want us to pay attention to the use of Allah and His Messenger have made haram. 
This does not mean the Messenger وسلم, is partners with Allah. It simply means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this haram and the Messenger of Allah وسلم, confirmed that as being haram. Are we together? It doesn't mean in any way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has to partner with the Messenger وسلم, in making something haram. What the Messenger وسلم, makes haram is only what Allah has made haram. Rasulullah would not pronounce haram on anything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not made haram. That's why the obedience of the Messenger وسلم, is the obedience of Allah because everything that is instructed by the Messenger وسلم, is from Allah. So, inna Allah wa Rasulahu harrama bay'ul khamr. They've made haram the sale of khamr. Khamr is anything which confuses or intoxicates the mind of a person, whatever it may be. It's called khamr from khimar. Khimar means to cover. The outer garment, which is worn by women, by Muslim women, the hijab, is called khimar. Khimar because it covers their bodies. So beer is called khamr because it covers the mind. It puts a cover on the mind and the person is not able to think properly. That's why it's called khamr. So every intoxicant is khamr. Allah and his messenger وسلم, have made the sale of khamr or the sale of beer haram. Beer is considered in Islam Ummul Khabaif, the mother of evil. There's a popular hadith narrated by Uthman, radiyallahu anhu, and I think the hadith is also to be found in Tirmidhi, where he speaks about a man who was an abid, a worshipper of Allah. Then this man was invited by a lady to her house because she claimed that she wanted him to witness something. They came to fetch this Abid and they took him to the house of this lady. Each time he entered a door, they would close and lock that particular door. Then he goes through another door, they lock it just like that until he got to where the lady was. When he entered this place, the lady said to him, I did not call you to witness anything. I called you because I would like you to have intercourse with me, to make zina, to commit adultery with me. If you choose not to do that, then you have the second option, which is to kill this child. There was a child with her in the, in the room. That's murder. Obviously, adultery is haram, and murder is haram. And if you refuse, then you have the choice of drinking from this cup of wine. So this Abid had three choices, either to commit adultery with this lady, or to kill the child, or to drink from the cup of wine. When he thought about it, he thought obviously drinking from a cup of wine is lesser evil than killing someone or even making zina. So he asked to drink from the cup of wine. 
When he drank from the cup of wine, he enjoyed it so much that he asked for another. And they gave him another and then another until he got drunk. When he got drunk, he committed zina with the woman and killed the child. So after drinking the wine, he committed the haram which he failed to commit without the wine. In the first place, he thought murder is something he cannot fall into or adultery is something he cannot do. But with the covering of his mind, by wine, he gets the courage to do things which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden. So if a person wants to open the door to disobedience, the easiest way to open that door is to take wine. Once you take wine, you become bold. Even things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram become halal to you. You can insult, you can fight, you can do all things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made haram because of intoxication. So because of this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made hamr haram and the sale, the proceeds that come from the hamr are also considered haram. Any money that is gained as a result of selling beer is haram. The, the reader of the hadith is not around. Can anyone take over? So Rasulullah sallallahu says, Inna Allah wa Rasulahu harrama bay'il hamr wal khinzir wal maytati. Mayta is something which, which dies on its own without being slaughtered. The Messenger sallallahu made the sale of that haram. Anything which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram for consumption is also haram to sell. If mayta is haram to eat, then maita is haram to sell. Anything which is haram for you to do is also haram to sell. Listening to music, for example, is haram. So you cannot sell music. It is haram. Um, looking at pictures which Allah has forbidden is haram for you. Therefore, you can't sell such. At this point, I would like to talk about certain businesses such as, you know, having an outlet which sells videos, video games, for example, and movies and music. Obviously, these are things which are against the Sharia. Movies contain so many things, most of them bad. So if these bad things are not good for a Muslim, a Muslim must not indulge in them, a Muslim must not look at them, then it becomes haram for anyone to sell them. You don't have to have an outlet. There are times when we take it very easy. For example, I have a couple of movies. I have uh, uh, 20 movies. How much can I give you so I can get some of your movies? Says, give me 100 kwacha and I'll transfer to your hard disk or 20 movies. It's selling, isn't it? And the money is haram. Because in the first place, these items are haram items. Music, movies, uh, bad pictures should not be sold because they are haram and selling them is also haram. Maita, there are some farmers, they may be Muslim farmers. You know, the temptation is strong. You have chickens, maybe uh, 500 chickens you're transporting to the market. And 50 of them, laqad dar Allah, die on the way. 
When you reach the market, you sell the 450 and there are 50 dead chickens remaining. Most of the time, those people will offer to buy the dead chickens at a lower price. You know, you're human and you think, well, at least I can cut down my losses. If the loss was 2,000, at least I can reduce it to 1,000. So you tell them, take them for 20, 20 each, haram. The money becomes haram because you cannot eat maita. So if you can't eat it, then it means you cannot sell it. And there are many people who sell maita. So these, these are kuffar, just, just sell it to them. After all, it's haram for us, but since, since they eat, we, we can sell it to them. Rasulullah said, Allah has made haram the sale of maita, khinzir, and the sale of pigs or pork. For the khinzir, it doesn't matter whether it's slaughtered or not slaughtered. Whether it dies on its own or it's properly slaughtered, khinzir is just haram. And a Muslim cannot sell it because a Muslim cannot consume it. Then after that, the Messenger sallallahu said, Qatal Allah wal asnam. The asnam are the idols. Idols which are worshipped by any religion. For example, the Hindus create idols or the Buddhists. These idols cannot be sold by, by a Muslim. In fact, the wajib on a Muslim is to, uh, to destroy these idols when he finds them. Our job is to destroy them. So to sell idols is haram. And concerning idols, I also want to warn you, especially now that this is Christmas time. The Christians have a tendency of getting a particular tree, which they call the Christmas tree. They decorate it and put it in their homes. They also decorate these trees and put them in their churches. These trees are like asnam, idols, because even their Bible forbids that. They should not decorate trees and worship them or put them in places of worship. Some of these things, we take them so easy. Anything that has to do with uh, issues that concern shirk, Christmas, or Diwali, anything that has to do with this umur shirkiya, a Muslim should not participate in them or even sell them. So the question has always uh, been posed, is it all right for a Muslim to sell Christmas trees? He's not participating in Christmas, he just has a shop and the shop has some Christmas trees. Is it okay for him to sell? The answer is no. It is haram because these are asnam. And they also have to do with their religion and their ways of worship. Anyone who imitates a particular group of people is one of them. If fireworks have to do with Christmas, then don't sell them. It was a no, for me, all I'm selling is fireworks. If they, if they pop them on, on Christmas, that's their business. But we all know, in the, Christmas, I mean, the Christian festive season, like this time, December, we know a lot of Christians are going to buy fireworks in order to celebrate Christmas. And then you order fireworks in, in bulk. 
obviously you know what you are doing for your for your shop you order fireworks and and other things which you know will be used at at christmas this is a support of pagan traditions and celebrations which the messenger sallallahu has forbidden so wala asnam but can we benefit from from the idols for example we we break them can we benefit from them uh, some stones are being worshipped and I break them and build a house out of the, the stones. Is that permissible? Yeah, they are idols, but I mean, they're broken idols and I would like to build a house. We said, beer, we can't benefit anything from Ham, right? It's forbidden. You can't sell, you can't benefit from it. Maita, you can't sell, you can't benefit from it, except in one aspect, only the skin. Because the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam allowed that. Something which dies on its own, you can benefit from the skin. Meaning you can make it a prayer mat or anything, even if it died on its own, there is no problem. And a pig, we can't benefit anything from it. Absolutely zero. So my question is, what about the idols? After we have broken them, can we benefit from them? Can we build uh, a masjid, uh, for example, from fr uh, broken idols? Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, we'll polish them nicely and uh, you know use them to, to, to build something constructive. They're just stones, aren't they? They're, they're just stones. So if you find some, some idols thrown away by, by some religions, whether Buddhist or Hindus and so on, you can benefit from them. You can get them, cut them into pieces and use them as firewood. Is there a problem? Some Muslims are afraid. Yeah, definitely, they are afraid. You, 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 you burn their god, and their god comes to haunt you at night. <laughs> Those are just pieces of wood. You can burn them and use them in any way. Wallahi, they cannot. They cannot harm you. They can't harm you. Then after that, the Messenger Sallallahu said, "Qatil Allah al Yahud." Now, they said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, what about the fact of the maita, an animal which dies on its own? Sometimes we extract the fat in order to benefit from it. Yutla biha sufun, we use it to cook our, our ships. You know, the ship, the boats, to cook them means to seal them. After you make a boat, there are certain places which might have a few leakages. They use fat to, to seal those, those leakages. So, Ara'ayta, don't you see, O Messenger of Allah, that we can benefit from the, the um, fat of dead animals by cooking our, our ships? Or, or maybe the skin? When we uh, want to benefit from uh, a piece of skin, we dab it with, with some oil from the, the, the maita. Yes. Or we can use the um, fat in our lamps to light at night. That fat, the way we use kerosene nowadays, they use the fat of, of maita or the fat of other animals, such as even uh, pigs, akramakumullah, to put in their lamps in order to light up at, at night. They said, oh, messenger of Allah, if you say we cannot, we cannot sell them, but we could, we could sell these things for these benefits. Not necessarily to eat the mitre. We just want to benefit from the oil. 
from the fat so that we can cook our ships, we can also dab the skins, we can also use it for lighting. Then the messenger وسلم, answered, he said, no, haram. He said, yeah, yeah Rasulullah, this is, this is good, we can benefit from it. He said, wa haram, it's, it's haram. Then after that he said, may Allah fight the Jews. What did the Jews do? They did something similar to what you are proposing. What you want to do? What did they do? Allah made the fats for them, the fats of the animals, haram for them. He said, these are haram. As for the Jews, we made haram for them the fats of, of animals. When Allah made it haram for them, they decided to benefit from it in a different way. Well, if it's haram for us, then we're going to benefit from it in a different way. They would get the fat, melt it, and sell it. Said haram, haram is eating. We, we're not eating, we're selling. They said Allah made this haram for us to eat. But we're not eating, we're selling. And some Muslims, yeah, some Muslims think that way. You say, ah, uh, beer is, is haram when you're drinking, but I'm not drinking, I'm selling. Or cigarettes are haram when you, when you smoke them. I'm not smoking, I'm selling. After the other, inshallah. So the, the Jews, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made haram for them the fat. Then they decided to melt the fat and sell it to the people and consume the price of, of the fat. The general principle that we draw from this hadith is that anything which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram for us should not be sold either. Then secondly, anything which people are going to use to cause mischief should not be sold to such people. Uh, maybe in the future, insha'Allah ta'ala, we'll do the hadith that talks about the sale of weapons in the time of fitna. Of course, the sale of weapons is not supposed to be haram on its own, but the sale of weapons in the time of fitna, when you know people want to kill each other, what is the ruling concerning a Muslim selling weapons in such a time? The sale of balloons during the time of Christmas. Uh, I think this is, this is a promotion of, of the fitna, which is, which is about to take place. Selling balloons is not haram. Understand this. Don't say we were taught at the most that we should not sell balloons. But it's different. Selling balloons during Christmas. What, what, what is a person trying to promote? The sale of fireworks is not haram. But selling fireworks at Diwali, what, what is a person trying to, to promote? Do you, do you get the difference? 
Selling fireworks at any time is okay. It's, it's halal, but you look at the circumstances. The, the Hindus are just about to have Diwali and you supply them with, with, with fireworks. Liar Jews. Liar Jews because this is um, a ceremony which is uh, shirkiya. Okay, selling maize. Is selling maize haram? But supplying Zambia breweries with, with maize, is it the same thing? You have a farm, you have your maize, and maize is not haram. So you say, I'm, I'm selling. I mean, I'm simply selling the maize and I don't know what they're going to do with it. But if you supply the maize to Zambia breweries, you obviously know what they're going to do with the maize. Or selling grapes to, to a person who is going to, to make wine out of the grapes. That's why if you look at the hadith, which makes wine haram, Rasulullah mentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has cursed. Who has Allah cursed in the, in the hadith? Firstly, the person who grows the grapes. Can you imagine? Allah begins by cursing the person who grows the grapes. Then the person who transports the grapes. Then the person who makes the wine. Then the person who is involved in any way, assisting in any way to make the wine. Then the transporter of the wine. Then the distributor of the wine. Then the person who is drinking the wine. He curses everyone involved in the process. But then you would ask yourself, but what is wrong with growing grapes? There's nothing wrong with growing grapes. But if you decide to supply your grapes to a uh, wine-making company, you obviously know what you are doing and you are contributing to the haram. So uh, the majority of us are businessmen and we may have shops, but scrutinize what you have in your shop and ask yourself, am I promoting haram in any way? In a country like this one, if a person, akramakumullah, may, may Allah uh, uh, elevate your status, we mention such things just for the, for the sake of education. If a person decides to put condoms, akramakumullah, in his, in his shop, in a country like this one, you know exactly what you are promoting. Everyone knows how they are used and who uses them. So such things should be, should be avoided. Even if they have a lot of profit, this is something which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made, has made haram and we're supposed to be afraid of. The risk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is enough. Sell only what you know is going to be beneficial. Anything which is going to harm the community, whether Muslim community or non-Muslim community, should not be sold. And when we say something is haram, it should not be sold to the Muslims and it should not be sold to the non-Muslims either. Are we together? What is haram is haram to the Muslims and also haram to the non-Muslims. The Sharia addresses everyone. The non-Muslims decided not to obey, but Allah's address is to every human being. أقول ما تسمعون وأستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه فهو أهل التقوى وأهل المغفرة. If there is one question, just one question, I'll take it. Inshallah. You say the for for the skin, it's permissible to to use. Yes. But in the hadith they said you can't sell, is it? No, the the skin. The four things which the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم mentioned in the hadith. He mentions wine, then he mentions maita, then he mentions khinzir. Uh, maita is something which dies on its own. Then he mentions khinzir, which is the pig. Then he mentions the asnam. 
So in these categories, let's do this in order for you to understand. Firstly, with the Hamr, there is no benefit from it, absolutely zero. Then coming to the Maita, the thing which dies on its own, there is no benefit from it except the skin. Yes, you can sell the skin because, because it's, it's halal. The Messenger made it halal. When he saw some people dragging a, a dead goat, going to throw it away, the Messenger said, why don't you benefit from the, the skin? They said, Ya Rasulullah, this is a dead animal. It died on its own. He said, If, if the skin is uh, treated, then it becomes pure. It is clean. So you can benefit from the skin. Coming to the khinzir, zero benefit. Coming to the asnam, uh, the benefit is only once we break them, then we can benefit from the stones or the wood or whatever to use them in, in any way. There is absolutely no harm in that. So in, in summary, we say, hamr, zero benefit. Uh, uh, maita, one benefit. Skin, khinzir, zero benefit. Uh, idols, lots of benefits. Are we together? Naam. So if you sell them to sell, now we come to the selling. If you sell them as stones for, for building, you crush them and sell them as stones and they were idols before, it's all right. It's, it's halal. But if you sell them as idols, then they become haram. Naam. Uh, can you steal an idol? Is it haram to steal the idol? In order to go and, and build a house? No, stealing, stealing is, is haram, whether the thing is halal or haram. Because if we say you can steal an idol, then we would say you can steal haram money. If you know someone has some money and the money is haram, is it okay to go and steal it? Subhanallah, bihamdi, subhanakallahumma, bihamdi, mashadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natuzi ilayk.